This is Courier Talking Football. I'm Eric Nicholson, and with me this week are regulars Jim Spence and Sean Hamilton. Morning, gentlemen. Morning, Eric. You're back at you're back at a game of football, Jim. I see. Yeah. I was. I was at Tardis at the weekend. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was thought it was a very good game of football. One or two folks seemed to. One or two of the hardier elements among United fans uh, were thinking it was losing des- a bit of patience. Well, yeah. I thought it was a, a really entertaining um, game of football. I mean, funnily enough, look at the stats. Dunfermline stats were not the. Um, as poor as I thought. I thought United had the better things, but the stats kind of the stats didn't quite work out like that. But I thought it was a really good game of football. We'll be coming up to the mechanics of it in a moment or two. But if you're seeing that in the Championship before a crowd of just under nine thousand every week, that'll, that'll do me. I'll do. I guess as well. We kind of we, we teed it up last last week by saying that our both didn't get mm. stuck into United at all. Didn't ask them questions. Sean, we they got asked some questions, which is. I guess Dundee United fans would want to sail through with a hundred percent record, but for the rest of us, you know, we want yeah. to see we want to see them getting taken out of their comfort zone and mm-hmm. and full full credit to Dunfermline with yep. minus what four or five first yeah. teamers they yeah. did they did just that didn't they absolutely yeah and, and let's not forget I mean United are a team that's just gone down they're one that's just come up as well so counts uh, for something doesn't it it does absolutely so I mean their season obviously last season has, has gone brilliantly and they, you know they carry that with them uh, into a new campaign that sort of sense of <clears throat> uh, success, I guess. Uh, even though there are new additions in there, you uh, saw them, didn't you? You saw them pre-season ag- against. Yeah, them, yeah, 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 yeah. They were decent. Yeah. So I mean, uh, they've obviously pushed United uh, as far as they can go. But I mean, on the positive side for United, you know, you will you will get these games that are tough that will, that will test you. Even if you are favourites and you're twenty points clear, you might get a game that tests you. So um, the fact that they've they've shown that resilience, you know, and, and being able to come back right at the death, that's that's something positive. What did they do, Jim, in, in terms of setup? I'm talking done filming now. What what did they what was the sort of the key to them making life difficult for United? I thought <clears throat> the key to them making life difficult for United was they defended brilliantly. I I thought um I'm always a wee bit Kyle, uh, biased with Kyle Benedict because I watched him coming right mm-hmm. through the ranks at Dens, but I thought he was absolutely immense. I mean he, he took a real bad head knock early in the first half, you know, and it was interesting yesterday, you know, comparing with Arm in England, um, where yeah. Postacoglu yeah. took uh, one of his players off quite quickly after a, a head injury. Yeah. <coughs> no such luck. Got, got, for, a, mouth, got no, a mouthful of abuse for his abuse trouble. <laughs> for his trouble, that's right. But no no such luck for many, although uh, knowing the lad, he wouldn't have gone off any. So he ended up, you know, it was the, the old Terry the Butcher bandage, thing, the big bandage. Yeah. The, the big bandage. You always, you always head, know saying half's going to have a great game <laughs> after <laughs> one of them comes on, eh? But he had, I thought he had a great battle with Louis Moult. I mean, you know, when there were the occasional kind of high balls up the middle, there weren't too many of them. Um, you know, you could see the two of them jousting, you know, Mort's backing in and Benedictus is holding him. He's a strong boy and Mort's a strong boy as well. So good contest. But by and large, generally just marshalling the line, making the tackles, making the, the interceptions, you know, squaring the ball away after winning it. I, I thought he was just immense. So Dunfermline, you know, I, I'm not just singling him out. I thought defensively they were very, very good indeed. And they were lively enough. I mean, they've got, you know, you've got the likes of kind of Chalmers, um, you know, in that midfield. Hallam was interesting, White and... Yeah, how did, dro- did Hallam look? I thought he did, thought he did all right, you know, I, I thought he kind of looked lively enough, holds it up well. Um, a different, kind of different looking player from what I've seen in the past, you know, mm. um, and, and partnered with White and up front. I mean, White and is... Um, Craig White was one of these boys that got such a build-up, didn't he? At mm-hmm. Dan's goal, yeah, he too much. In, too much too of a build-up. And the next big thing, <clears throat> and we've been waiting to kind of see him I think developing. Now I haven't seen him for a while, um, and I think a couple of things struck me when he came into the the press conference was that he looks to me as though he's filled out a bit. Oh, physically, you know, he's a physically, physically, boy, he, he's bulked up a wee bit and all the rest of it, which will do him no harm at all. Uh, it took his goal beautifully. I know. I mean, you know, Jim Goodwin was probably a bit. Well, he was disappointed to lose the goal, although you, you know he was um, a man enough to admit it was a neat. It was a really a lovely neat header. header. Yeah. Lovely header. The look were over the top. No keeper. I mean, and United have got a good keeper at, at last in goal, but no keeper's going to save that. You know, so. They had, their, they had their threat up front and they, they were very combative uh, in, in the midfield as well. Um, but I thought, generally speaking, at the back, they were just absolutely solid. Absolutely solid. And, uh, I mean, it, it took that, what, with 10 seconds to go, it took that United goal um, 
to to break them basically um, because it never ever looked as though they were going to you know, there were plenty of shots going off Wisden mm-hmm, Plast mm-hmm. and all the rest of it um, Cujo had a, a, I think two or three that kind of whizzed uh, close by but uh, when you hit the final one you know there's hardly any back lift on it again no keeper in the world is going to save it and it was just a fraction of a second I think where <coughs> the body's tired the mind's tired just a fraction of a second of a switch off and it would be hard you, you would ha- you'd have to be kind of really judgmental to put mm-hmm. the boot in at Dunfermline for that because I thought their performance on the day was excellent um, and United were good as well I mean I, I just I mean yeah I sometimes wonder what supporters want from uh-huh. the game I saw some reports going real over the top saying United had been very poor it was a dire game and I, I thought no that's not the game I was at that was a, a good game of football if anything they lack creativity still in midfield they lack somebody with a real cutting edge to see the, to thread the pass that's going to burst mm-hmm. the defence but I thought at the back they were fine keepers fine wasn't hugely tested um, and I think Cujo um, on his game is you know, I mean, he can be almost unplayable. The boy. I tell you what, he's—I don't know—his <clears throat> quotes always come across as a, a boy who believes in himself, oh, no, does, doesn't uh, he? He does. Mm-hmm. What did he say I, about well, yeah. him? So I can, <coughs> player I can of the best, year, best in the best league. In the league. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. absolutely. Well, listen, I mean, I asked you in the his agent. No, I've known his agent a long time. I said him, "Your boy's too good for this division." You know, I'll be a million pound on his <laughs> <laughs> on his transfer fee, which Davy quite like. But no, he is—he's a terrific player on his day. And he's, he's, t- he's, he's tiny, Sean. I mean, you know, I'm, no, I'm not the biggest tiny. in the world, but yeah. he walked past me. We were standing tuned uh, to fart with somebody at the mouth of the tunnel at the end of the game. He walked past going up to do his media duties. And he was just, you know, you look at him, you think, wow, there's, there's nothing of that boy. Mm-hmm. He's slight, he, he's very, very small, but he's a magician on the ball, you know, and um, he, he needs to learn certain things. I mean, he needs to learn to kind of. It needs to learn better decision making. When not to hang on the ball, when to give it, um, you know, when to kind of part with it and all the rest. It comes of it. from playing, though, doesn't it? It comes from playing. That's the bottom line, and he's got to play. And when he's playing like that, well, you see clearly what he's got. And he's like, you saw it a few times. I mean, these shots which kind of just whizzed by, you know. And, and the thing I like there's hardly any back lift in the shot. The mm-hmm. shot seems to come from nowhere. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean, the left leg kind of hardly moved, and boom bang it was in and it wasn't just in with a lovely neat chip it was in with kind of serial velocity you know so um, he's a lovely player to watch he'll, he'll like the league up I think if you know if some big bruiser doesn't take him out well, 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 <laughs> yes, that's indeed. the danger I mean it's, it's a good sign for him that Goodwin left him on mm-hmm. because you know when you're yeah. needing a goal uh-huh. you know and he's he's one of the ones that's been kept on. That, yeah. that always says, says a lot doesn't it it does yeah absolutely I mean we, we, we've all seen it at various points, uh, you know, a manager shuffling his pack, if you like, taking a striker off, putting another one on, even if it's like for like, or putting an extra one on, whatever. But yeah, if he's be, he's been left on the part, then it's uh, it's suggestive of the fact that that Jim Goodwin sees him as a as a game changer. Um, you know, no matter what point in the game it is, uh, and also you know, a boy whose attitude's correct because you know, even if you're 89, 88, 89 minutes, you're one nil down, he's not going to stop. He's not going to chuck the toys out of the pram and start sulking. He's going to be focused on doing what he can uh, to improve things. So I think it speaks well of his attitude mm-hmm. as well as his ability. Um, but I mean, uh, on that front, I think, you know, this is after the first game, we said, you know, he was terrific and he was involved more so, you know, than we'd, we'd seen him before. Um, although his decision, decision making was the real thing that we kind of highlighted and said that's improved because mm-hmm. before that, you know, when he when he would be busy, maybe his final product wasn't quite there. The fact that you know he's he's been busy and a key, a focal point of a match, two games running, um, seems to suggest to me that he's he's you know this might not just be a flash in the pan for the lad. You know, I think mm-hmm. he's uh, every chance of. Who knows, maybe even being the best in the division. Mm-hmm. He certainly thinks he's going to be. Fair play to him for that. Who's uh, who, who underwhelmed for you, Jim? Who who do you think? I, I don't think anybody did, Eric, to be yeah. honest with you. I mean, I thought it was one of these days. I mean, one or two, you know, one or two players had, had I thought, excellent games. One or two players um, didn't necessarily set the header on fire. But I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't have kind of... Um, put the boot into anyone for a, a substandard performance I thought pretty much it was a, a really good team performance and that's a, that's why I sometimes look I mean you get you get a peculiar impression on social media on Twitter and all the rest of it, it you've noticed to, I, mean, you've I, noticed. No, I mean it does <laughs> you know plenty of experience um, it, it does tend to let the kind of you know the daft days lose sometimes and some of the stuff I saw just, what match would you at you know 
putting the boot in the shirt, oh, he's not got this, he's not got that, and all the rest of it. I saw, I saw a few finger, finger, fingering, we're back to that oh, again, here we go. after yeah, last right. week. <clears throat> I saw a few uh, mentioning Middleton. Middleton, oh, I was just about yeah. to say, Middleton, Middleton, I mean, I'm kind of thinking now the role that, that Jim Goodwin has marked out for him that we were talking about last week when he's talking about knock, just knocking it by him Aye. and going, you know. Um, but then, if I'm being honest, I'm not the biggest Middleton fan in the world. I've never quite, everybody's got, everybody, you know, it's like managers, like any journalist will look at a player and think, he's fabulous. Other people look at a player and think, ah, I can't quite see what the fuss is about here. And I've never yet caught it. Uh, mm-hmm. With Middleton, that's not to say he's a poor player. It just doesn't. He, he's never really lit a game up for me. I know I've seen him scoring a couple of fine goals and all the rest of it. Over the piece, he doesn't do enough. But you know, uh, he worked hard enough. Um, did, did he contribute enough in terms of kind of getting by men, getting balls into the box, and you know, and, and his dispersal of the ball and all the rest of it. <sighs> he's uh, set on fire, he's setting himself up as the. Uh, the Already is the great divider mm. of opinion, isn't he? Yeah, I think, I think so. He's one of, he's one of there's these always one, players. isn't there? Yeah. I mean, Tony Watt, I saw a few, a few people putting the boot into Watt as well, you know, kind of waste of a big wage and that kind of stuff. But look, it is what it is. He's got a year left on his deal. Um, I didn't think he gave anything less than 100% on the day. I think I still think it's an awkward position for Watt to play. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, it's no, I can't quite... That is an issue, it. though, isn't it? It is yeah. an issue. It is an issue. And it's one that... It's a, it's a circle that Jim Goodwin has got to square. But he, he's a manager and, and he'll either do it or he won't. I, think, I think Tony Watt would see himself mm. as the as the Louis Moe. As the Louis Moe. Yeah. yeah. As he saw yeah. himself he's as not. the Stephen Fletcher. Aye, aye. Yeah, you know? exactly. Aye. So, yeah, I, I, I don't get the impression that he's particularly no. comfortable there. Although, <clears> you know, to be fair to him, he, he grafts and he does he does put the effort in so you know absolutely fair play to him on that front can't criticise him for it but I, I mean personally I mean he does, I'm sure he's not comfy there but I don't think you get the best out of Tony Watt there I don't think so either. either no um, no but then you know Louis Moult mm-hmm. I mean what was what was he like were you impressed with him again I, I, I didn't think he got enough of the ball. Right. Um, I think that that was the issue with Mort, that, that there wasn't sufficient. I mean, uh, if there was a criticism at all of United, um, it was the fact that they continually tried to play through the Dunfermline mm-hmm. defence. A lot of tidy one-two kind of... I, I, hesitate to say tippy-tappy that kind of stuff where you're looking for the wee give the wee go and against the superbly martial defence which I thought Dunfermline won a day that was a very mm-hmm. very difficult thing to do it's hard enough for Barcelona to do something. I, gonna say, Never I, get, United, I guess that's but, where you're wanting <clears throat> Middleton to be that left winger that that well, Goodman was talking yeah, about I, for I, a game I, like that I mean, you know. it, was, it was interesting I was talking to kind of someone <clears throat> one of the Guys who's well known about at Tannerleys, although I don't mention by name, but we're talking about the kind of said this before. There's this great myth under Jim McLean in the glory days when United were cutting a sway through Europe that they played this magnificent football with Milne and Bannon and Sturrock, you know, take men on, mm-hmm. beating five men, and, and they did often, but they also regularly played a long 60 yard diagonal ball to Davy Dodds mm-hmm. for the knockdown for Sturrock to put away or for somebody else to put away, or often for Dodgy to bring down and put away, you know. So I think you know it might well be horses for courses, there might be times. Well, United have to forgo giving, you know, trying to kind of play that silky midfield football and the, the threaded pass and, and just kind of play it to one of Moult's strengths because I don't think his only strength is as a target man, a guy that can, you know, leap up, take it on the chest or, or, or put it away with a header. But sometimes I think they may well have to do that. I mean, football's horses for courses, you know. I mean, one of the things that infuriates me about some of the English sides in the, um, in the Premier League down there. It's this attempt to play it from the back when they're not Manchester no, no, City or no, Liverpool, you know. And you look at teams doing you think, what are you doing? Because <laughs> sure as fate, God, me a little atlast. And on the third pass, they've given it away. <clears throat> you know, so it's horses for horses. Yeah, 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 you, you get that two, three passes yeah. and then just inevitably gets booted uh, up the park. In, that's right, say, we better like, humping it up in the first place, just. you know. <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't, it doesn't deflate things for United, though, does it? The timing of the goal in front of their fans, the no, nice celebration, the type of goal mm-hmm. it was. It being against yeah. James McPake and all the rest uh-huh. of it, you know yeah, that yeah. all that plays a part. It it, it keeps things it keeps things tick it keeps things ticking over for both clubs. To be honest with you, what was mm-hmm. the start? Twenty six games unbeaten mm-hmm. for Dunfermline, uh, which you know you can't argue with that, can you? Carrying over from a championship to come back, as you so, said, you know. Yeah. So yeah, both can. I think both would. <coughs> United probably wouldn't have settled for a point, but Not at the end of it, they, they say, yeah. "I will take that and, uh-huh. and and have our battles elsewhere." Yeah. Now, won't they? Well, you know how it is when you get that sort of very, very late equaliser. It can, it oh, can, it it like can win, feel like it? a victory, mm-hmm. you know, because um, you know, the other team are settled in expecting a win as well. So it feels like a defeat to them too. Um, but, I mean, United, yeah, the fans would have enjoyed that. And it changes the complexion of, of the reaction massively to it because, you know, 
we're in at the realms of what if a little bit mm-hmm. here, but I mean, I suspect had United lost that, we're in the question mark territory yeah. straight away, mm-hmm. aren't we? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I judge ourselves guilty of that as well. <laughs> well we, we do have to speak about it every week, yes, unfortunately, we so you can't. Yeah. yeah. But I, yeah, yeah, it, it completely um, changes changes everything. The fact that they got that point, it keeps them keeps them going in the right direction, you know, and um, yeah, sets them up reasonably well for for the next for the next game as well. So yeah, we'll see. I think we're starting to see if you broaden it out for for the division. I think mm-hmm. we're starting to see a wee picture as well. I think it's not ominous, isn't the right word, but I think Queens Park getting off to a fast mm-hmm. start with with the sort of big change of ethos at, at their mm. place. I think that's very significant. I think I'm ruling out Inverness already going to play this one again. But I think they're, they're one of the most infuriating clubs around. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll have a, they'll surely have, they'll yeah. have an eight game run at some point, mm. but you just can't, you just can't rely on them. So I think they'll be floating about bottom end of the playoffs. And, you know, who knows, they may mm. be, they may be a team that ends up peaking in time for the playoffs. They'll not be title contenders. I think, Partick Thistle are exactly what I just, I just thought the the hangover would be just mm. it would be a pounding one. It's just too much, you know. It's just too much for the for the for a club to mm. to soak up the way that they didn't yeah. get up. You know, you can't even you just can't expect to to bounce back quickly from that. So I think you're looking at them for the playoffs. <coughs> Wraith are looking mm-hmm. good. There's Sean Byrne signings good, mm-hmm. and the two five. So I think. Yeah, Already, you're looking at yeah. United, Queens Park, and the two five clubs. Anybody, anybody going to say any different? No, Morton might well make. Um, I like him as a manager, an, by uh, the way. I know yeah, he's not. He wasn't everybody's cup of tea as Morton a as a player. Part. My, my, my suspicion with Morton, playoffs as well. Ah, my suspicion is the law of the date to, to carry. Him. I mean, I was interested to see, you know, the great Stan Collymore agreeing with me or me agreeing <laughs> with Stan Collymore. Saw him was yesterday he, saying, "Look, you're five six. I, I, he's say, what's he doing? Speaking about Ray Rovers? Nah, he wasn't <laughs> actually. But he, he was talking about wanting to be five six games into any season mm-hmm. before you you really start to make your judgments on how kind of partnerships are kind of pairing up and, uh, and all the rest of it, but mainly how, how teams are, are looking. But yeah, I mean, you get an early indication after, you know, the early two games. I mean, we'll not even talk about our both. You know, I mean, it looks like one of the boys in the scooter club who said to me, we can't score a goal. It was absolutely right, you know. Um, but Inverness, Partick Thistle, I don't see air. Um, you know, you kind of wonder about air because there's money going in down there. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> it's bullying. It's bullying. Yeah. Unless he's been sacked. Yeah. There's no, someone no, no, wasn't no, paying attention. That. Lee Bullying, I think, is a decent guy, good manager. Um, but I, I think that the, there'll be a big challenge from Fife. I mean, I, I was, I was kind of watching that through the, the the windows of the press box and started thinking these are the two I think that are going to fight this out. You know, that, oh, I just had, just had that feeling. These are the two that are going to fight now. But, but Wraith... Um, well, you know, I, I just think that the depth of squad comes into all of this again, and the championship. I think Dunfermline have got another couple. Of, I've, yeah, if they're that, still uh, working on the Spoonie <coughs> one, I mean, yeah. then that's huge for yeah. them. I've but got a feeling they'll get another good yeah. one as it's well. It's not just the depth mm-hmm. of the squad, like I think it's the depth of the quality you've got in the mm-hmm. squad. And I think that that that'll be the key thing. And I think that there's an ambition. I mean, I look. I mean, and the, the, these these kind of statements didn't mean anything. You know, Dunfermline are a Premier Club and waiting, but they are. Mm-hmm. They're, they're a great club. You always feel They've, like that when you I go mean, there, don't you? Just the stadium. Big stadium, you know, yeah. and, and a beautiful stadium, a well-appointed stadium. It's just got all the hallmarks of a, a, a premier, a premiership club about it. You know, uh, I mean, that doesn't mean anything if they're, if they're yeah. in the old third division, as I sometimes call it, as they were last season. But they're up. James James McPay, I couldn't help but think on on Saturday. James McPay is just moulding a squad in his own image. They're hard, they're tough, they're unrelenting, they play good football as well. Um, bit of pace about them. Um, they just look like a squad that absolutely determined. They've got that real application and desire and hunger about them. And I think mm-hmm. that, um, that, I mean, I know that they're coming to you know, United and they were obviously, for many reasons, for James having been a, the Dundee boss and all the rest of it and having played there, he would he would want the points. But that, that, none of that really matters. It's all about kind of, you know, sitting game into the season. Dunfermline are coming against the side that, you know, most people are tipping to, to win that league and they gave a great account of themselves, I thought. So I think, you know... Queen's Park, I mean, I had an interesting chat with Fraser Wisher uh, mm-hmm. on Saturday. Fraser still covers games for, um, is, it Re- is it Radio Click? I never remember if it's Clay oh, right, or, okay. or, or, yeah, yeah. or whoever. Super <coughs> scoreboard. Scoreboard, uh, whatever. You know, he's still he's still the um, the PFA, PFA, chairman, man, yeah. PFA chairman, you know. And we're talking about Willie Hockey and the money he was putting into Queen's Park. They're paying big wages down there again, you know. So they will, they will have assembled. They've got a Dutch Dutch coach mm-hmm. in. The, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a lot of money going into the, into the kind of infrastructure mm-hmm. of the squad, you know. Um, so they, they may well have the depth 
uh, this season to carry them as well. I mean, they're not sitting, sitting at top of the league with full points, albeit after only two games. It'd be a poor, a poor outfit, you know. So, but I, I think United done fairly to me are the ones that'll, that'll mm-hmm. but that depends also on, on, on what happens at Rovers. Mm-hmm. Rovers are like, interesting you know. because they've, I mean, obviously they've had a takeover yeah. <coughs> just towards the end of last season in the summertime, a takeover mm-hmm. there, um, and they've put some money in there. Yeah. Uh, there's mm-hmm. been players brought in. I mean, I get the sense also. <coughs> Uh, not to not to do the manager out of a job or anything mm-hmm. like that. You'll need to do well. Yes, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, right. if there's any sort Big of expectation, if there's right. any sort of signal, I think that they're, they're, they're you know the squad that's been built, it's it's not working just now. I think they'll just and these are guys that I know. I'm not saying Kelty were like a, you <coughs> yeah. know, they weren't like a, you know, a test case where uh, they're making all the mistakes. These are guys yeah. that have have brought Kelty up yeah. through the leagues and uh-huh. have, 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 will have learnt. Yep. big lessons mm-hmm. in doing so without, without the pressure without the spotlight mm-hmm. so you know this is an operation yeah. ready to ready to work and Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Burn, Burn's a good signing for them he's mm-hmm. very good signing for yeah. them and you look around that team and they do have a bit of depth don't they yes. they do have a bit of depth so yeah. I think you know we've got to keep an eye on them I think the thing is, see, at championship level, um, where now I'm looking at, if I'm not mistaken, I think they're they're, they're all full time this season again, mm-hmm. except they're both. Mm-hmm. Ray, I thought Reese had a mix last season, a, a wee mix at some part time, but mainly full time. I'm not sure, but I, I, I would imagine the bulk of their team, or the bulk of their squad, will still be full time. But it's a division, even where I mean, United will undoubtedly have the bigger, biggest wage budget. Not anything like mm-hmm. they paid last season, but they'll have the biggest wage budget. But it's no league where you're absolutely going to outgun somebody by four or five to one so that it's like the you know the premiership mm-hmm. or Celtic and mm-hmm. hire guys on 25 grand a week and the closest will come out will be Hearts or, or Aberdeen mm-hmm. on three or four grand a week you know yeah. so I think yeah, even for a part-time team our will be playing reasonable I've, I've been, oh, been good money yeah. they are I mean yeah. I know some of them and they are paying good money so the, the gap is the gap comes down so all it takes is you know over the course of the season two or three of the players that you're hoping to, have, to be absolutely top of their game and your and your team to be injured or off form or really hitting high spots, and another team hitting a purple patch who maybe got a slightly less deep uh, squad and maybe a bit less quality, but for them to be hitting a purple patch and everybody's playing beyond themselves and all the rest of it to really narrow it to really narrow it down, you know. So I mean, at, at this stage, I mean, United are undoubted favourites, but I, I'd want kind of six, five, six games in. I think made, I'll also I think it's going to be intriguing as to the manoeuvrings in terms of ins and outs that. Goodwin and, and mm-hmm. United do because there's, there's, there's potential yet if you if oh, yeah. he was to if he was for example to <coughs> to get a Tony to move Tony Watt on oh, for example on a, on who he is on a, a huge wage, wage and what he could do with that I wonder if it's I wonder if it's going through his mind we we shall see which not because Watt's a bad player or because of you know certainly in that mm-hmm. in that division but of all the things we're we're talking about if you if you've already got a Louis Moore, you know, and do if you, you speed up that wage, you'd probably yeah, then two, then, maybe two and a half. What he can do mm-hmm. for other positions, it'll be mm. going. You know, we don't know what's going through Jim Goodwin's mind, but listen, maybe Jim, maybe this is a time to bring your uh, Sunday confessional, and maybe you know oh. what's going on now. I mean, obviously, I have to say, Mark Ogden being back <coughs> in itself, you know, that whole summer takeover. Mm-hmm. Would there be a takeover? It was. It went incredibly quiet from a from a consortium. Mm-hmm putting it out there that they were you know yeah. that there was a consortium there not putting their names to it and then it completely disappearing that intrigued me f- for starters and mm. also Mark Ogren reappearing I thought there was a case to, you know if somebody said to me we'll never see Mark Ogren at another mm. Dundee United mm. game a lot was, of two people did see a lot of people yeah, a lot yeah. of people thought that didn't they <clears throat> mm. but yeah. not, only, not only is he is he back he's back early in the mm. season and he's back for a few days, so this feels to me like a what's the old football phrase? It feels to me like a man who's ready to go again, doesn't it? Yeah, he was. Uh, I mean, I met him yesterday. A, a, a good chat with him. He's bullish. He's actually he's bullish. I mean, at one stage, um, <clears throat> I say to him, uh, you know, you were described as as being the big dogs. Everybody wants to, you know, basically tame. Um, uh, in the league, uh, his eyes actually. Oh, almost, Americans like that. Yeah, oh, we loved yeah. it. He went, oh, I'm, you know, I relish it. I relish oh, it. I relish yeah. the challenge. That was the kind of I relish the challenge, you know. And, and his eyes actually like all the time. Now watch this drive. Oh yeah, Americans love that. I mean, he's just kind of he's across with his family. He's across for a week. So I mean, I would imagine there's a couple of things. I mean, he's going to sit down with Jim, um, and, and you know, probably Jim will be trying to 
squeezing another couple of players out of my thing. But there are other things as well. I mean, you know, he's a man who's put a lot of money into the club. He, he, he's been a he's been a good steward of the club. And, and you know, he he made a really interesting point to me yesterday. I mean, what deal deals at school was doing? Didn't you the fight for a bit in the street? And he, you know, he, we're talking about you know how it had all gone horribly wrong last season, but just at a time where it had all been going swimmingly well. Mm-hmm. And then the season, you know, they, they won their, their, their opening European tie mm-hmm. against, uh, it was Altmar, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, was it for some yeah. reason? Oh, it was against Altmar. Then two disasters unfold within what, a week, Celtic and, and, and Altmar, 7-0, 9-0. And, and the whole thing comes off, you know, it just comes off the rails. <clears throat> and, um, of course, that's where Tony Asgard starts to get in the neck. Now, I, you know, I take this, this simple view. Um, Mark Ogren owned the club. He put Tony Asgard in to run the club for him. That, that's that's how it works, you know. It's 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 no for kind of, you know, punters, um, you know, next door to me or for me or anybody else to say here's how he should be should be running. He's the guy who put his millions in. It all went wrong, but he did say to me, he says there were times when, you know, Tony was being treated as though he was a criminal with some people. And we've heard all the tales of this. And he's done it full of my partner now, working as a, a consultant. You know, um, we all had our we all had our kind of charts and no run-ins with Tony because he really wasn't that kind of guy. But I mean, it all went horribly wrong. He's back, and I think one of the reasons he's back, he's got a new finance director in. So we want to sit and chew the fat, because although he might be happy or happier mm-hmm. at the start of the, of the season, um, <clears throat> the club are still, you know, costing him a lot of money. And bear in mind, when he took the club over, he said he wanted to make a profit. Well, he's got a fair amount of work yeah. to do if he's ever going Not to see that. So that I would imagine there'll be a lot of hard talking done this week as well, about budgets and, you know, forward planning and, and all the rest of it. And part of that will be including the players and, mm-hmm. and all the rest of it but looking at you know at, at the backroom scene and you know maybe seeing is it, is it top heavy are, are there areas that we can shave money he certainly doesn't come across <clears throat> as a man from what you're saying and from no, just he was, being, as he's scunnered with it all and no, and, no the, the exact opposite, opposite complete opposite he was really buoyed and I think he was also he was buoyed I think with the, the crowd yesterday mm-hmm. um, and I think he's also you know he, he got some real abuse you know, that's from a really, yeah, really yeah, small yeah. section of the support, and he accepts that. He knows that. He says, "Look, I know." He says, "Whatever I go, the really vast small, vast but very, very vocal, very vocal, they? very yeah. vocal, and very dangerous, because they, they have no idea how to run a football. They have no idea what running a football club is actually like, and they want to put the boot into a man who was the only who was the only show in town. I remember when." You know, they were trying to get Thompson out the door and the famous, and that's why I'm sceptical about this whole consortium thing. The, the famous words were, there's boys out there uh-huh. ready to buy it. Yeah. It's garbage. The, it's garbage. The boys that were out there didn't put their names <coughs> to it. The boys that were out so. there are still out yeah. there if, if they're out there. They, they never yeah. turned up. You know, so Thompson ended up selling to Mike Martin and Jimmy Fife, who very promptly realised you know, just how expensive it was to run a football club. They knew already. And then, you know, Mark Ogren um, came in, but nobody else came in. You know, I mean, we're saying, you know, that we turn our attention to Saints shortly. If you can't sell St. Johnston, you know, a, a remarkably well-run club and, you know, debt-free, we've gone through all this before, not be that easy to sell Dundee United. That would assume that the Dundee United owner wanted to sell. I got no indication from him that he, listen, things change very quickly in football, but I got no indication of anything. He was the exact opposite. He's back, he's buoyed, and, and he's bullish about things. That was the impression I got. He was in very, very cheery mood, you know, so... You wonder, um, you wonder if some, if some, It's very unlikely it happened, but you wonder what would, what, what his, uh, you know, opinion would be if someone came along and offered them the money that he'd put in. Yeah, that, that might be a different kettle of fish, Wash my hands of it at yeah, that point. Uh, that, yeah. that, that might be a different kettle of fish. I would imagine a lot of people in Scottish football, I would imagine Dave McCormick at Aberdeen, might be, yeah. <laughs> Dave Cormack at Aberdeen, might be like that if somebody came in. Because I think when you get in, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I was pretty pally with Eddie Thompson. I think Eddie got a shot. Listen, I mean, I, I've been in the town of this boardroom, Eddie having a cup of coffee, in the boardroom, he's wee office, having a cup of coffee and seen the red bills mm-hmm. mounting up, mm-hmm. you know. The, and that, that wouldn't be unusual at that time in any Scottish boardroom or chairman's office. F- running a professional football club is a tough gig. It, it, it's constant outgoings and sometimes very little incomings, you know. Um, so, but uh, no, I mean, I actually I said to to Mark Ogren yesterday, you you've put a lot of money in. I said, and um, I said I've seen a lot of people saying you would kind of you should go and, and, and take a hit on it, and he just kind of laughed. There's no way he's going to you know walk away and sell the club for mm-hmm. two million or something. Not a no. danger that he's going to do that. It's, you know? it's, 
he's going he's to want to get them back up, isn't he? And then yeah. he's in a better position yeah, to probably, get there's his, probably, there's, yeah. there's probably, I think he's sometimes forgetting that. We, 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 you know, any of us, but we, we all have our pride. We all, we, you know, none of us like to be seen to I, I don't do a bad job. Although it was theologically, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yesterday we met at Mass, did, wasn't did, it? We didn't did you catch him before his confession? Oh, I thought he was doing it. Doing his knees for a long time, not as long as me. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I mean, I, I was going to say, kind of, don't didn't put too much in the plate. You'll need it for Tanavis, you know. But <laughs> no, I mean, he was, he, he just, you know, he, he was a guy I thought was in really good form, and he just kind of, he just seemed, to use the word bullish, and, and that's how he seemed to me, just up for it again, really kind of reinvigorated, just reinvigorated and ready to go again, which is a good, you know, a good sign for United because it will be a very, very Tough season ahead for them, you know. Well, we need we need to get the Browns along to church so we can we can, yeah. we can, we can get Jim stuck into them. <laughs> yeah, as well, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm ecumenically equal. I'll go along and cut you, Jeff. Right, St Johnston, St Johnston next. It's uh, it was a it was a grim grim do first half. Oh, we, we do have to. Yeah, oh. we do have to. We do. Uh, yeah. Tempted to leave this private grief to you two, you know. It was. <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't. Did I? Exp- I mean, I've kind of not been. I've not <coughs> been optimistic about St Johnston getting results this month, full stop. Just because, I mean, I see a team line, and you know, more often than not, mm-hmm. the team with the, the better players or and the better bench are mm-hmm. going to win games. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it, it usually is as simple as that. But you know, the the effort and the way that they matched up against Hearts, you know, that was that was encouraging to, to, yeah. to, to a point. But then again, I mean, it's such a it's such a kick where it hurts to see. Like if you if you're going to take one person out of that team, it's it's almost like it's you know it's like you think right okay St Johnson are really really lacking pace. Okay, mm-hmm. who's the quickest person they got? Dre yeah. right, right he I'll goes out as well. Okay, mm-hmm. fullback, mm-hmm. sore neck, whatever you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say you know whether a sore neck, you know. I've had sore necks, mm-hmm. you know. I've yeah, been been in a lot of pain with it. So anyway, he was Tony Gallagher left back. Who had had a decent start to the season comes out. Mm. Andy Considine, I couldn't have told you. Aberdeen fans will tell me the last time Andy oh, Considine's right. played at left back. Mm-hmm. So there you go straight away, and you look at the team, and you think, "Ah, oh, this is going to be tough." Mm-hmm. But then you get to the big part. You've got to. They did not <coughs> do themselves justice. The, mm-hmm. the guys that were out there didn't run around enough. They yeah. didn't. They didn't. That's as simple as mm-hmm. you can boil it down. And that's where you get to the you get to this, and it, it's incredible. It's incredibly hard to write up because mm-hmm. you have all these, and it's why I I'm totally I'm totally not going down the the manager the manager under mm-hmm. under criticism for this because how how can he possibly foresee that the guys that mm-hmm. he put out or most of them against Hearts who are back to being in the faces pressing all the rest of it yeah. are suddenly gonna drop off and not track and do all that that sort of stuff. And he's got all the, I mean, ridiculous injury. You know, 10, we're not talking, you know, the only one you're talking about who wouldn't be a potential starter is the the backup goalie. You know, the other Mm -hmm. nine Mm -hmm. would be in the shakeup for starting for St. Johnson if they're fit. Mm -hmm. But these guys aren't coming back. And, you know, we're not seeing signs of them coming back, Mm -hmm. most of them. So you got all this swirling in the background and signings not and them starting late with the signings and yeah. it's just it is I call it a perfect storm. It's a horrible, horrible cocktail, Sean, isn't it? It is, it certainly is. But a perfect storm, it's not one that's just happened. No. It's it's I mean it's not been deliberately engineered, but it's very clearly the product of how things have been handled mm-hmm. for, for a good while. I mean, in terms of the players on the park. Uh, and again, I, I touched last week on how the supporters, I, I feel, have got a, a lot of time and a lot of patience with Stephen McLean because he tends to come out and say things as they are rather than hide away from them. And he says he took it to a different place. <clears throat> he did. At which, again, supporters, mm-hmm. I think some are saying, footballers being footballers, mm-hmm. you know, will they take this the wrong way? <laughs> yeah. But he's obviously thought, I've done this Mm-hmm. I'm around the show. I'm a part of, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm guessing here that he's, you know, I'm trying different tactics, yeah. you know, as they all do. Mm-hmm. And he's he's kind of put it out there that, you know, these aren't overnight problems. This mm-hmm. There's been a direction of travel for, for yep. a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, he's talked specifically about 
about some senior players. They didn't name anyone, mm. but you know, sen- senior players um, who you know are effectively playing within themselves and you know not putting themselves out there, letting the club down essentially. And um, you know, for supporters, I think actually strangely for all that, you know, it, it's it, it makes you you know puzzled, angry, mm-hmm. confused, all that stuff. But um, you know, to hear it being addressed as well, actually, well, at least that's it feels, it's a good thing. I think that he's that he's done it. Um, and yeah, I think he's right. I think it has been going on for years. I think there's there's a group of players there, and, and not all of them have been involved. But I think there's a there's a fair few who've probably been scarred by the experience of a couple of. Uh, a couple of rough seasons. And they sorted themselves out to, well, at the end of both seasons, didn't they? They sorted themselves out. They did towards the end of last season uh, when there was, you know, there was a task in hand and, mm-hmm. and a new manager comes in and lifted the place. And yeah, absolutely. But I think, you know, we're, uh, after a summer now where they, they definitely haven't lifted themselves again, it looks like they've gone down the way again. And again, there's, there's, uh, there's a few coming, but again, a lot have gone out, but there's a lot of familiarity in that squad there. I think it's just... There's too many boys who've had too bad a time over too long a time at that club. And uh, I think that obviously when you're in that position, standards aren't where you want them to be. And I think they've just, their standards collectively have dropped and they're now in a place where it probably needs a clear out. And this is mad because we've already cleared out a lot. Mm -hmm. A lot of players have gone. Probably needs to get rid of more. But then at the same time, I mean, you're talking about major, major surgery. He's going to need to bring in mm-hmm. just as many as he lets go, if not more. So there's an awful lot needed there. And um, I think that's where the frustration comes in about the, the the point of the season we're at now. And we're still talking about the squad not being anywhere mm-hmm. near ready. And we're two weeks <coughs> into, the, into the season, two games into the season. And that, to me, is just it's criminally late. To be starting to think about right, well, what do we need? It's far too late. It should have been happening all summer. And there's so much needing done still. It's crazy. You're looking at yeah in every direction. It's it's trouble, isn't it? You know because you're talking the injured <coughs> ones. Again, they always say nobody wants to be injured, but if if Steve McLean's looking, thinking who who can I count on? You know he has to be yeah. selfish. You know he has to be selfish, <coughs> doesn't he? There's a malaise about the club at the moment. Um, you know, they say changes as good as a rest, um, and, and, and I think changes are needed. There's a combination of things. I think the psychology of having a pop at players is a difficult one because some players will respond. Some players have got the kind of mindset that kind of gives it the, I'll show you. Mm-hmm. Some players will sink further, deeper into themselves. If you're currently on the treatment table and, and you're watching the team struggle, one or two might think, I'm not doing me any harm to be on this treatment table a wee bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and then emerge almost as a saviour, or at least doing better than the guys of that you know that he's eventually ends up dropping. <clears throat> um, or some guys might just be tempted to stay on the treatment table for as long as they can. <laughs> so as they're not so as they're not part of this and they're not getting it in the neck. Because if you're injured and out, you can't be getting it. You might be getting the neck because you're you're a, a, a supposed malingerer or something like that. But it's it's a very difficult one. And 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 there's there's a little point now in going back and apportioning the blame, but you've got to do it. And and the previous chairman. Uh, I think, he, and, and, and Flax, who was there as kind of, what was his role, director of kind of football? Head of, head of operations. Head, head operations. <clears throat> have got to take a, a, a share of the, the blame for all this, the way they've let it unfold. I mean, um, the old cliche, nobody wants to see a manager sacked. Nobody likes to see anybody sacked in life. Uh, but there's a fine line when it became apparent that, and I think it became apparent to most of us that Saints were struggling with Callum at the helm. It just wasn't mm-hmm. working. Um, <clears throat> maybe it would have been the case that the, you know they give they should have given the manager um, bluntly the chop then or moved them on then and, and either brought Steve McLean or somebody else because it does two things it allows you then to be you know not just reforming the team week to week as you go with the season's end coming in mind and trying to avoid relegation and all the rest of it so it also turns your mind because it's a multifaceted operation mm-hmm. being a manager you're then starting to think ahead 
what do I need? If I've, I've got the gig here, what do I what do I need? Who do I need to strengthen this team? Who do I want out? Mm-hmm. You've got time to do it. McLean's had very very little time to really operate on that basis. The bulk of his time will have been taken in by kind of probably running a boot like a blue arse fly front. And how, you know, and how, often, kind of, how often can you, how often do you hear of a, a manager improving a squad while doing so with serious budget cuts? Mm. I, I mean, you, you know, you'd <clears> have to be a magician. Well, but the, the, the thing is, Eric, there are very few magicians in football coaching. You know, I mean, the, 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 great, the great coaches, I think, take time. They get time. I mean, McC- Jim McLean's a classic example. You know, I mean, Jim McLean, you've got to go way, way back now, but considering I'm a codger by you two guys' standards, I mean, I remember McLean coming. I remember guys you know, standing on the terrace and shouting McLean must go in the early years and all that, or early seasons and all the rest of it, as he kind of tried to ease older players out the picture, tried to persevere with the young guys coming through, tried to persevere with a different type of football, mm-hmm. uh, a passing game and all the rest of it. <coughs> um, it takes time. Uh, uh, and... You know, Steve, I, I, I certainly hope Steve McLean will get that time. I, mean, I don't, I don't have any reason to doubt that he'll get the time. I think, or I, I, I wouldn't like to think he wouldn't, because he's been pitched into a very difficult situation. There. I mean, managers mm-hmm. don't transform clubs. We're not just talking about the team. Mm-hmm. You don't transform a club in three, four, five months. It takes. It's the same with Jim Goodwin at, um, <clears throat> at Aberdeen. You know, I mean, <clears throat> it's one of the things I said to Ogren yesterday. I mean, what happened to Jim Goodwin at Aberdeen could have happened to any manager anywhere, and has happened to managers. Elsewhere, you know, I mean, these things that happen to Jack Ross, you know, at Tannadice, you take a kind of beaten and, and all of a sudden, you know, the wheels are off the wagon and all the rest of it. You do, if you think you've got the right man in, you must give him time. But it's also important you get him in at the right time. And I think, he, 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 you know, he, um, Stephen McLean's been dealt a kind of a pretty tough hand. He's also, he was an experienced player, but he's still, he's a young manager. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a young manager yeah. making his way in the game. And I, I really hope that, you know, that, that he's got the support around the bottom. We talked about Stan Harris last week and others around the bottom. He needs that support mechanism around the bottom, people he can trust, people he can, you know, can rely on. But he also needs the players to give him everything they've well, got. Well, that's the thing, that's yeah. the bit where yeah. he that's needs. That's the key thing. At the moment, he, he needs, if ever a manager needs, his senior pros to just do their job mm-hmm. yeah. it is Steve McLean and now yeah. because he, he's been tasked with he's been given a long term job this mm-hmm. is a long term job and the way he speaks and everything about it is a long term vision mm-hmm. so to get through this early spell while he's looking at the places of his squad which should need attention mm-hmm. he needs the ones that should have been and he probably counted on mm-hmm. as his reliables his dependables mm-hmm. to be that doesn't he mm-hmm. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but again, this just goes back to the the lack of readiness in that squad. I mean, you should be able to rely on these guys. Clearly, he hasn't been, and he said as much now. So, so now what? You have to hope that they, that, you know, it's, they take it as a rocket up the mm-hmm. up the backside and start giving it a go mm-hmm. at least. You know, that's all. I mean, supporters don't demand I know. a team that wins every week. It's not it's not about that. But I think they I think they do demand. I think they're right to demand a yeah, team that at I least tries. I know, and I don't think I d I don't I mean, I don't have a clue if Taylor Stephen will end up being a, a St. Johnson top flight regular. Uh-huh. Probably unlikely that he will. Yeah. Because, you know, you look at his career direction of travels so far. But <clears throat> he showed what it means to be what you, the basics that you need uh-huh. to be a premiership player. I mean, all of a sudden the guy comes on at an hour, and, th- and you could see he was looking right. around thinking, mm-hmm. what, "What's what's going on?" But he he, just, he plays a he plays a right good one too. Uh-huh. He drives mm-hmm. past somebody, you know. Uh-huh. He showed Where's he showed that? the right stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, he showed the yeah. right stuff. You know, absolutely. I, I just I, I think w- w- one of the one of the key elements of being a professional footballer, a professional athlete, any kind, is the preparedness to chase lost causes. There will be times in a game where you pretty much know you're going to lose it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're looking, you think, we're not, going to, we're not going to do this. But what that actually should mean is you redouble your efforts. Yeah. <clears throat> you chase every lost cause with twice intensity, every lost ball, every ball that seems beyond your reach, every tackle you might know, mate. You chase it with intensity. Because what you're trying to do is maintain your professional pride, your equilibrium. To give an example of those around the book, you basically maintain your well, own pride enough, and that, performance. That, you know, there was but the, but the start against Hearts, the first half in particular, you know, that, that was, mm. there was evidence of that, you know, and that was great. But funnily enough, 
speaking about chasing lost causes and not chasing them and, and standards dropping, that second goal, oh, yeah. oh, which I highlighted <coughs> last week, right. the way that the, the centre-halves, Liam Gordon and... Uh, it was a switch Mc, off, Yeah, yeah, McClellan. But the way that they just let it happen mm. and just trotted back really, really slowly, I thought was out of order mm. at the time. And yeah, I mean that's that's exactly what we're seeing. It's that dropping of standards. That we, how is that acceptable? You're sending a message to the stands as well. You know, you're not going to get it. You know, I mean that that, that situation. You yeah. know, you're, you're 30, 40 yards behind. The thing is, the thing is, you know, Jim, you're I mean, catch you're, it, boys, but um, you you're know, talking about lost you, causes, you but effort. I mean, Ross County. <clears> I mean, sometimes when you, you listen, Malky McKay's one of those managers. He, he he speaks very. You know, he speaks like a guy that's been schooled down south for a few years. You know, mm. he speaks very well after games and he, he speaks a lot and, he, you know, he goes into what's happening in the game. And you kind of come out and you're thinking, oh, you know, you know but there was no reinvention of the wheel here. Ross County were playing <laughs> long balls to that's Jordan right. White to flick on right. for Simon Murray for to Simon run. Murray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was it. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. you know that's happening. You know, remember the, the, the game against when Ross County came to McDermott? At the end of last season, mm-hmm. it was the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Two centre halves yeah. got sucked into Jordan yeah. White, who wins mm-hmm. the header. Simon Murray gets the, 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 the play, spin off. The player you've just mentioned there, Simon Murray, Simon is not, you know, I mean, he'd be the first to admit himself. He's not the greatest footballer in the world, but he never gives anything less than 100% mm-hmm. every time he steps in a football field. He's committed absolutely from first to last, and he chases everything. Mm-hmm. Very often he is chasing lost causes. I mean, sometimes you look and you think it's that headless chicken approach, but he's going for it because he's doing it for professional pride. And, and, and subliminally sending a message to, to his, his colleagues on the park and the punters on the stand, this is what you get from me. You get everything I've mm-hmm. got. When I go off that pitch, I have not left a, a, a drop of sweat behind. You know, there's nothing here left here that I, that I haven't given up. That's that, what Stephen McLean's saying, I think, is when he, when he says that I would, rather, I would rather play my teenage mm-hmm. players than let these you know, senior players keep playing like that. And that's what it comes down to, effort. Because that's what you would get from them. They might not be good enough, but they would try. And oh, that's, that's it's, 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 the, it's the bit that leaves you angry and mm-hmm. just like, and it, it does in all your sort of, your sort of, it does in all the mitigation as well. Yeah. You know, you know, because ultimately, and you can see, and that's exactly what he keeps saying. And it, it's hard for him to say it because he, 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 you don't want to be the manager that trots out the injury list because then mm. he, he mm. then he does say, yeah, but right. you know what yeah, I, the but. team I put out has to represent mm-hmm. me and the club in a way that's acceptable, and, and it wasn't. But we're now starting with St Johnson. You're counting out their next game. They've got a weekend <laughs> off. They're away at Celtic. This is the longest build-up yeah, to a uh, to a big game ever, isn't it? They're because in. the the Dundee game is absolutely on the horizon, yeah. and I suppose in some ways. You can see it as a good thing that they're just now they have they've got three weeks for off the pitch mm-hmm. to get to really get their mm-hmm. signings, yeah, proper ones mm-hmm. in the door. Yeah, not saying the ones that haven't been signed are proper ones. They've they've got weeks to get, like I said, to get Jeff Gott's fitness. You know the ones that haven't mm-hmm. had a proper preseason with a club. Mm-hmm. They've got that to do. Yeah, they've got hopefully to get three or four <coughs> into the out the treatment room, mm-hmm. into the training ground, mm-hmm. and they've got to rediscover their St. Johnston mindset yeah. and be ready for that Dundee game. Yeah. And But that that is you know that is the focus Hell of a lot. That is the focus. It has thing. to be now, but yeah, it's just there's so much to be done. And I, and I think that, that this you know, there's always been an element at, at St Johnston over the years of... of it can't go on forever, you know, that, is that what you're going to say? Well, I was going to say, <laughs> when, it, when it comes to the transfer market in the summer, there's always been an element of, well, leave it as late as you can. Yeah, because, yeah, you yeah. know, you don't want to be paying wages in the summer and what have you. That's, that's exactly what it comes down to. But yeah, we're now, I mean, this is taking it to extremes, I think, this season. We're now, we're now two, two games into the season and we're still nowhere near it. And I think that's actually out of order. To Britain off August. I think it's out yeah. of order. Because mm. you've got, it's, it's, it's not fair to supporters, that It's not, because they, they buy their season tickets. Again, not expecting to see a team that wins, but at least to see one that's equipped to, to have a go. And this squad is not equipped. It's not equipped. The manager's not equipped. That's not good enough. Mm. Absolutely not. So that needs 100% to be sorted in mm-hmm. this time period. Because if it's not, 
they're doomed. Mm. Well, Dundee have got they've got a more they've got a win, more winnable game. Hearts at home, haven't they? Before mm. they, they meet Saints, what are you making of what are you making of Dundee, Jim? I thought they from what I saw the highlights. So Munn got in behind them a lot, which yep. you wouldn't expect with the formation that Tony Doherty plays. Uh, usually, that formation, the one thing you can you can kind of <clears throat> usually guarantee is that you're pretty well you're pretty well shored up in that sort of yeah. wide central defensive area, aren't you? Because there, there were two poor goals to lose. I mean, I thought the, the, the second one in particular were kind of um, there's a steal into the front post and, and, and the flick, you know. There were a couple of us as well. I mean, St. Man at the barn or the rest of it. Poor start, but kind of came on uh, came on to things. Um, I, I thought, oh, Robinson's penalty missing. Oh, listen, just, give me give me a half a minute on that, Jim. I want to run. Sorry, a centre-forward. Ten-year run and just blast The technique it, you know? of that was appalling. How, the, you know, how, can, you, how can you hit a... A penalty like that, dribble it down the middle. Mm-hmm. When you're a centre forward, Aye. want to get goals. Explain that one to there, me. There is, al- there is almost a case for saying it in, in football management. There's a pro forma. Here's how we take penalties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you will take a ten-year run and you will blast that. You know, I mean that's I mean, that was ludicrous. You know, that that kind of one of the worst penalties I think I've ever there, seen. There was one of the weekend. <laughs> I can't remember which game from England, but where it went in. But that's not the point. I mean, oh, no, he's not trying you know, to be clever and, be clever. and dink the goalie. On it. He's just. I'm he's, not entirely sure he knew scuffed. what he was doing. No, <laughs> which is un- which is unforgivable for a penalty but, um, taker. And the thing is, after kind of after the um, uh, the big build-up, the you know the, the previous week with Lyle Cameron's smart goal and all the rest of it. I mean, it just kind of kind of fell flat away. But I, I don't know what Shockness he was thinking about when he went. No, when he went no. Where mean, was he trying just, to put it? I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it just it, it seemed actually harder to put it in the net <laughs> than it did to put it out for a corner. But yeah. he, look, these things happen. I mean, you know that, that that's the nature of things. So um, I, I think when they they made the substitute, well, in the second half, um, Recom came on, Park Thistle. Oh, Tiffany. Uh, Tiffany. Uh, Tiffany. His name always escapes me. Tiffany, I thought immediately, he's a drop-the-shoulder merchant. He goes by people, he puts crosses into the box. And I think that's... The, the, kind of coming back to the attitude we talked about with St. John's. Mm-hmm. You just need somebody to come on and have a go. <clears throat> somebody kind of who's going to run at players, take it on, take take the fight to them um, almost. I mean, they're not in a bad position by any manner. I mean, we're only two games into the season. And um, I'd have thought, you know, last week against Motherwell, um, Motherwell St Mern I think are the sort of sides that, that Dundee are, 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 should be aiming at I think you know one kind of top six one maybe you know just below it so um, as you stand at the moment they've got a point after two games which is not as bad as St Johnson or Hibs you know um, <laughs> but it's, it's early days but I think it's, it's still very much um, a, a work in progress for Tony Docherty and again I want to say I'm looking forward to seeing them against Hearts because that will be a pretty stiff test um, Hearts aren't very good. Well, they're, no, they're no, no, that. Yeah. Hearts aren't no, very good. They're strong. And they're, they're also strong, and, and they've got kind of uh, they've got goals in them. Well, as see, well, they may they may still have an interest <coughs> in Europe at that point. Yeah, as well, they may, yeah. depending on what happens. Because ah, they've got in intervening weeks. Yeah, they've got, they've got Rosenberg. They're no one man team Hearts, but see, what, when Barry Mackay's not in it, they're not nearly as. They they didn't they didn't wildly impress me when they were in the park. Um, but I mean, they were obviously in the second half and whatever they they, they came on it again. They didn't look a terrible team, but they didn't look nah. fantastic either. They looked a lot better at the start of last season. Mm-hmm. Put it that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, McCowan again from the highlights looked yeah. kind of looked quite decent. You know, a couple of efforts, a couple of chances, bottles in the box, and all the rest of it. Um, <clears throat> I just I think it kind of the, the 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 one thing I would say uh, about Dundee is they've got a positivist, you know, in terms of management. Tony Doherty was an assistant for a long time, but he's got a lot of experience, he's got loads of experience. Um whether whether it's a squad that's been sometimes you have too much rebuilding, you know, and he's brought in is it twelve or things so he's got far. Maybe too many options <coughs> in certain <coughs> positions. I mean mm-hmm. I said I mean Dundee starting mm-hmm. with McCown and Mulligan always feel better to me. I don't I don't I, understand. I, I tell you what, I'd rather be complaining about having too many options. But yeah, I'm not I'm not yeah I'm not sure he's picking the yeah. right team. I just always kind of thought you know I look at I mean I was looking at the St Johnson bench earlier on and thought there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. No, there's no, not. There's no, nothing. That's the case. You, you look at the the, the Dundee bench. You've got yeah. you know, Kerr, Tiffany, Rudden, Panada. Yeah. Um, um, you've got you've got you've got Finn Robertson. You've got and Max Anthony. You've got a fair amount of kind of depth to bring on. And I know some of them are younger than the rest. That one or two or no. 
like Cammy Kerr and, and, and Scott Tiffany, you know, I mean, I've got experience, you know, um, but they've got a bit of depth to think about them. How deep the quality goes will only be exposed or revealed as the season goes on. But um, <clears throat> I think, uh, to be honest with you, I'd be a lot less worried about Dundee than I'm about St Johnston oh, at the, this season. At, at you know, the moment, oh, 100%. Absolutely. What, do you, what did you make of Dundee at the weekend, Sean? Um, first half was rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not very good. Um, second half, improvement, but a wee bit wasteful. Um, and scoring goals is like, it's, it's a stat that I read about them, that they've only, under Tony Doherty, and they've only scored more than one goal one time. Uh, and, and the game is thus far. So, I mean, there'll be some friendlies and cup games and stuff in there, but, you know, it's interesting, nonetheless. One more than one goal once. What do you make? Is have we mm. not really? We've never really spoken about Zach Robinson a, a lot. I mean, mm -hmm. he did. He had the good partnership with Jakubia, <coughs> yeah. mm -hmm. but there was never. There's. It's always struck me that there was never. He's kept coming back to Dundee, but mm. there's never been any other Scottish clubs mm -hmm. rumored to be in for him. Have there? You know, where are you? Where do you stand with with Robinson? I uh, I quite like him. Yeah. 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 Absolutely, um, I think he's decent. I mean, obviously that's a that's a scandalous penalty, <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, no. I, in general, I think he's uh, I, I think he's lively enough. Yeah, so he can finish. Other than that, I, I, uh, I think the danger is you're measuring you know you're measuring guys that maybe did well enough in the championship against that step up and that is a step up yeah. there's, there's no getting away from him I mean I, I kind of try to pull the wheel over my own eyes in the past thinking oh the top four or five in the championship would no they, would, they would, at the moment they, you know, would, no, no I mean, definitely there, there, there's a gap there's a gap in, in quickness of thought quickness of movement general physicality often you know um, just general sharpness um, so measuring them at, at the level that he's played at with Dundee and, and, and now kind of coming into the Premiership again you want, I think you probably want about six or eight games to, yeah. to find out how, how his partnership is going to go for one thing with Bucky Yogo um, and, and you know generally speaking how that team are going to gel and, and perform when they're being tested week in week out mm -hmm. You know, because I think that's the thing. Cycling, you were talking earlier about the effect on Saints over a period of season or yeah. on players. Yeah. You know, professional sport, professional football, it's hard. We can recoup, oh, particularly we, the results are going against you psychologically. You feel yeah. that, that that impacts through on any physical ailments you're carrying. And let's be honest, most most football, you know, football's a hard sport at a professional level. I mean, most players are carrying injuries pretty much constantly. Mm -hmm. You know, but fatigue and and, and niggles. you know and niggles mm -hmm. and all the rest. You're carrying that right through the weeks, right through your career. You know, um, so all of that. If you start to lose games, if you start to kind of go off the boil, or you're really struggling to hit the high spots, that's where. And some players you'll be looking to carry you. Mm -hmm. You know, and some you're looking for your strikers yeah. to score goals to help carry you. Yeah. So confidence is a fragile thing. As much as you know, people in football will, will claim. You know that it's not really a factor. Mm -hmm. The boys are confident. All that when they're losing, mm -hmm. whatever nonsense. It's it, it, clearly confidence being dissipating as a factor. And I, I, I think if you stack up, as we said about St Johnson, you stack up two seasons that have been really difficult. That's going to knock your confidence. Well, I mean, now, <laughs> but I mean, we at the very start of the show we said about Dunfermline and United. Dunfermline are coming into the season mm -hmm. having having been brilliant last year. You know, and that that fuels them. So there's ups and downs with this stuff. With Dundee, I mean, I think Tony Doherty is right enough to say, you know, that, that there are there are lessons to be learned when you come up from a lower division, and there are. And I think Jim's right in saying, you know, you've yeah, got to give do, it six they, to eight they, games. They do still like feel that. like a team that's quite that's got freshness, yeah. and and mm -hmm. you know, I, th I think they'll take their knocks. Mm -hmm. Listen, I, th I give them a great chance against Hearts. I, I don't. It's one of these games that, I've, mm -hmm. that has a feel of a yeah. a Dundee a Dundee win that one. I mean, we'll, and, We'll talk about it next week, but mm -hmm. yeah, and what a difference that would make for them to not be going into the St Johnston game feeling like they were, mm -hmm. you know, one of those loser losers doom yeah. type type mm -hmm. fixtures. If they if they were on four points and Saints are on zero, it it totally takes the pressure pressure off them, and and the pressure is is all yeah. on all on one team. But yeah. anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Well, there's <laughs> a, there's now a bit of time, you know. <clears throat> Doc saying in the Tilly and George Cran's piece, piece tonight that again lessons have got to be learned. As Sean was saying there, I mean, you've now got a couple of weeks, um, you know, before they kick in action again, where you can do the drilling, do the schooling, and and, and do the hard work, go on the training ground. You can go through, and I think that's something that 
a lot of fans forget about football. There's a lot of drill goes on, mm. as we gym used to call it. You know, better get uh, some penalty uh, practice. Drill, drill, drill. You know, you go over and over and over and over again until a team is absolutely honed at the back. It's like the offside. When do we step out? How do you know? It's just that whole thing. You drill your team. You drill in, in terms of the formation you you play and all that stuff. So there's a couple of weeks now I think where you got you get a chance to work on all of this sort of stuff on the training grounds, and that's the important thing. with lessons being learned. The smart players learn lessons. Daft players are not bright enough to learn them. Mm. And, and, and that's where, not just with Dundee, that's where you start to see very quickly have I got bright players. Because quite often you've got boys with ability, they're not bright. Oh, <laughs> they may be football, <laughs> but sometimes they're just not bright for the stop. Imagine. And they don't learn lessons. He must have absolutely been sickened by that penalty. Right, we'll finish on that note. Thanks again, guys, and thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week. Bye bye. If you like the podcast, we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it, or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. All that really helps people to find Talking Football, and that means a lot to us. Don't forget too to pick up your copy of The Courier Monday to Saturday, or go to thecourier.co.uk slash subscribe to find out how to get our award-winning sport, business and local journalism across Tayside and Fife in the way that's right for you. The Courier. Local matters.